Welcome to the GRC Podcast. I want to extend a warm welcome to our three new sponsors for the basketball season. Please support each of our sponsors for their generous support. Their contributions are what enable us to keep providing quality coverage of GRC sports. Our first sponsor is Tree Tech Tree Service. They service Gallatin, Pattonsburg, Albany, Trenton, St. Joe, and the surrounding area with tree trimming, tree removal, insect and disease control, and stump grinding. You can reach Tree Tech Tree Service at 816-215-3975 or find them on Facebook. Our second sponsor is Dungy's Supermarket. Dungy's is a third-generation grocery store started by Albert Dungy in 1963 when he purchased his first store, which was located in old downtown Pattonsburg. Shortly after the purchase, Elbert relocated Dungy's Market to Maysville. In 1987, Robert Dungy, Elbert's son, purchased the store from his father and ran the store for over 30 years. In 2005, Robert and his son, Jeremy, purchased a second location in Gallatin, Missouri, Dungy's Market, where Jeremy and his wife, Ricky, are running the family business. Dungy's has over 13,000 square feet of food options to choose from. Stop by and check out the fresh meat cut daily, or if you're in a hurry, grab a sandwich from their new grab-and-go deli section. Dungy's is located at 401 North Main in downtown Gallatin, Missouri. Check them out on Facebook and go Bulldogs. The third sponsor is Midwest Horizons Marketing Group. Midwest Horizons Marketing Group, passionate marketing experts. After years of working for various media companies, their team has come together to achieve their customers' goals while staying on time and budget. Their process is designed to empower your brand and outfit your business with marketing tools needed to succeed. With over 40 years of experience in all forms of media, specializes in all forms of digital marketing, e-commerce, and static websites. Talk to them today about how they can support your growth, limit your turnover, and put you on a solid track to success and profit. You can reach Amanda Covey at 660-365-0387 or at MidwestHorizons.com. Thank you, everyone, for your support. And here is the GRC Podcast. Hi, welcome to the GRC podcast. Uh, for this GRC podcast, we're going to be talking about the tournaments that happened this week. We have five GRC teams that captured tournament championships. So this podcast is going to be devoted to those five championship games and post-game coverage for all five of them. We're going to start first with the games that happened last night uh, in the King City Tournament. Uh, King City Girls uh, played Northeast Nottoway, and they won 33-29. to And then Maysville Boys knocked off South Holt 67-56. to And then today, in the Gilman City Tournament, St. Joseph Christian Girls won 57-53 over Princeton. And the Pattonsburg Boys won 71-55 over Gilman City. And then last, Gallatin Boys won the Hamilton Tournament 80-59 to over Lafayette County of Higginsville. So each one of those uh, we had post-game coverage on, and so I'll be talking about each of those individually. So first, in the King City Northeast Nottoway game, uh, King City got out to a 7-1 to lead in the first quarter. Uh, it was a very much a defensive game. Uh, both teams had a very tough time hitting shots. Uh, you know, as you can tell with the score, Northeast Nottoway did not have any field goals in the first quarter. They didn't even get their first field goal until 537 in the left in the second quarter. And that was their only field goal in the entire first half. Uh, King City had a 17 to 7 lead uh, in, at halftime. Uh, they extended that lead uh, to 20 to 9 
early in the third quarter, but then Northeast Nottaway started coming back. They cut it 20 to 16, King City extended it back out to a 25 to 19 lead and then Northeast Nottaway, excuse me, it was a 25-16 lead and then Northeast Nottaway went on an 11-0 run to go up 27-25, but that's when uh King City uh really started taking over. Um they ended up winning 33 to 29 um in the game. Uh for the game uh for King City, they had um uh, leading scores in the game were um, 15 from Zoe Tunks, 11 for Taryn Hunter, 5 for Carlene Gilbert, and 2 for Claire Staley in the game. Northeast Nottaway, they were led with, with 16 points by Bailey Busby. Delaney Offord had 7 points in the game. I caught up with uh, Coach Ryan Anderson after the game to talk about the win. I have Coach Ryan Anderson here on the GRC Podcast. Uh, Coach, uh, just give me your initial reactions of the game you just won uh, for the King City Tournament. Yeah, um, it's kind of a different place you know, than we've been in the last few years where we've always kind of felt like we were the underdog in most cases and we were fighting for everything. And it's kind of a different feeling when you're the one seed of a tournament. And I think we felt the pressure early in the week, uh, didn't play our best game on Monday, Played a little better on two or Wednesday, and then today, um, some spurts of good, but some spurts of still, you know, inconsistencies uh, as far as closing out a game and, and things we can clean up. We hit enough free throws down the stretch to finish it off, but definitely some things to clean up. And, and the good news is we got a month kind of left of the season before we hit district, so plenty of time to clean those things up. But definitely a good feeling. I think it's been 32 years since King City's won this tournament. So yeah, that's, that's what, I, what I've heard. It's been a long time. Um, so. There was a struggle at the beginning of the offense, but uh, the key was your defense uh, started out very strong. Uh, Northeast Nottaway did not score a field goal until uh, five minutes and 37 seconds left in the uh, second quarter. Uh, you only gave up that one field goal in the first half. Talk about your defense and the key in the game. Yeah, I think, you know, we've got a, a pretty well-built team as far as size and speed um, and some strength to where we can match up pretty well with teams. Um, they've really bought into the defensive end because they know at times our struggle on offense. And, and we always say defense travels. So wherever we go, whenever we play, our first goal is to not let the other team score because if they don't score, they can't beat us. And, and they did a really good job in the first half of that, but we did foul too much and they got several free throws. Um, but I appreciate our girls being you know physical and they're, they're wanting to play that way, but we have to adapt sometimes to keep our hands away. And if the officials are going to call things, we've got to adapt the way they're going to call them. And you're talking about a little bit of that physicalness, uh, and you also talked a little bit about a game of spurts. Uh, Northeast Nottaway went on an 11-0 run uh, towards the end of the third quarter, started the fourth quarter. A lot of that was uh, some free throws that were aided by those fouls. Uh, they went up 27-25, um, but you uh, you called the timeout uh, there a little bit after. Um, and what I saw a key uh, in coming back was a lot of rebounds, some key offensive rebounds, key defensive rebounds. Uh, Taryn Hunter had some. Uh, Tacey had some. Uh, tell me uh, really what was the key there uh, on that rebounding. Well, and like I said earlier, we don't always shoot the ball really well. So our goal is to get more shots than the other team. So if that's getting offensive rebounds, if that's creating turnovers, if that's limiting their offensive rebounds, all those give us an advantage. And when we talked in that timeout, we just talked about being tough because it doesn't take skill to rebound it, it, it. Whoever wants the ball usually can go get the ball 
And, and so we talked about, do they want it more or do we want it more? How bad do we want this? And um, at that point, it kind of clicked for us, and we were just a little more physical there and going after those rebounds and wanting the ball more. So you're actually going to be playing here again for another championship in two weeks, possibly be playing here again in about four weeks because you're going to be hosting uh, districts. Tell me what it means to play in this environment for a championship here on your home court and the possibility of doing it two more times this year. It is, it is exciting, you know, when you host a tournament and you haven't won it in, you know, over 30 years to be able to do that. That's exciting. Um, when we won our side of the conference last week, that hadn't been done in 30 years. So um, they're doing things that haven't been done in a long time. Uh, I think it's going to be important for us to learn how to play in these types of games because it, it gets harder. Mm -hmm. Everything gets harder uh, when you hit February and, you, you know, you get that crossover game against the top seed from the other side. Uh, so our message has been you, you better get better at handling hard mm -hmm. because things are going to be hard and we're going to have to battle through it. And it takes, you know, an intentional focus to be able to do that. So getting in these environments now hopefully will help us get through some of those things. Um, our district is tough. I think um, one of any, probably several teams could win the district. Um, we're going to come in wherever we fall in the seeds and take it one game at a time. And we really even break down the games into four-minute spurts. We want to win four minutes, then we want to win the first quarter. Then we go four, second quarter. So we try not to worry about the big picture. We just try to play in four-minute increments. And, you know, if we lose a four-minute increment, that means that next one's got to be better. Right. And, and I think that's important as you get into these postseason games. And it's a game of runs. And when you're hot, you got to take advantage of it. And when you're not, you better find a way to play some defense. Well, congratulations. I know we've talked before. You've had some big wins this year, but I know there's a lot more uh, ahead and uh, look forward to seeing what you can do the rest of the season. Awesome. We appreciate the coverage. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So the Maysville boys, they played South Holt in the championship game. Earlier this year, Maysville had lost to South Holt in a game that Tanner Evans uh, missed. Uh, so this was a, a revenge game for Maysville. Uh, the first quarter had a lot of scoring, definitely in contrast to the uh, game played earlier between the girls in King City and Northeast Nottoway. Maysville had a 21-18 lead. Both teams shot very well uh, in that first quarter, and, and they were just trading baskets most of the way, and Maysville had a 21-18 lead uh, in that first quarter. Uh, but Maysville started to extend the lead uh, in the second quarter. They got out to a 35-22 uh, lead. Uh, they pretty much went traded baskets and led 39-27 uh, at the half. Uh, the offense has stalled a little bit in the third, in the, uh, third quarter. Uh, both of them had some droughts, uh, and there was only 10-6 uh, to six, uh, scoring by Maysville over uh, South Holt, but uh, Maysville continued to extend the lead, 49-33. South Holt started to close the gap a little bit uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, they did cut the uh, lead down uh, to as much as uh, nine points, I believe, uh, in the fourth quarter. But they were nev nev never able to get any closer to that. Uh, and Maysville ended up winning 67-56. to 56. Uh, High scores for Maysville in the game. Uh, Dylan Willis, he had a lot of shots in the paint. Uh, he really dominated underneath. Had 23 points on the night. Uh, Tanner Evans had 12, uh, Chris Gabbard had 13, Coleman Mesker had 11, uh, and Caden Gabbard had 8. Uh, for um, South Holt, 
they were led by Nolan with 19 and Jackson had 14. Uh, I caught up with uh, Coach uh, McMillan after the game for Maysville and we talked about the win. McMillan here on the GRC podcast. Coach, this is the second tournament win in three weeks. Uh, tell me how you're feeling. Well, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, this is one of the things the boys set as a goal at the beginning of our season. You know, they wanted to play in, two, in at least three championship games of our tournaments, and, and, and we did. We played in all three of them, and we won two of them. So uh, they're, they're, that's a goal that we, they set, and that's a goal achieved for us this year. So I feel pretty good for the boys tonight. So you played South Holt earlier this year. I know uh, Tanner wasn't in that game. Uh, they knocked you off. Uh, what was your game plan coming in this after having played them earlier this year? Well, they're a scrappy bunch. You know, they get out and they play some good defense. They're, they're physical. So, you know, we wanted, to, we wanted to come out and match that intensity. You know, we knew we were getting Tanner back, and we knew that we were getting some guys that um, weren't getting that early production that they are now. So um, we, we knew we were getting them back, and, and that was, was going to help us a lot, and that was going to help our defense intensity as well. So. We knew we, were, we had some something coming back, so we were ready. So you hear the, the uh, crowd in the background here. Tell me about the uh, crowd support tonight and how that energized the kids. Well, they've been fantastic the last few games. We've getting here and, and giving these guys support. And our guys feed off of it, you know. They, they, their defense jumps up. Their energy gets up when, when they uh, hear that crowd going. And, you know, those stretches where we don't always sub a lot, but that energy's right there from the crowd, so they, they soak it up. Um, talk about how you can build on this win uh, for the rest of the season. You have you have about three to we- three weeks left for districts, and talk about how you can uh, take this and build on the run for the districts. Well, we just we just need to take this energy, what we've learned in this tournament, and what we've established, and keep that momentum going. You know, we work on it every day in practice, and we're at practice, or keep that defense intensity, be disciplined on offense. And play for each other and believe in each other, and, and that's that's our goal to stay doing that in the in this next few weeks and and, and see what happens. Well, once again, congratulations on uh, two tournament victories in three weeks, and appreciate it. Uh, watching your basketball team and uh, just good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you very much. Today at Gilman City, uh, the girls' championship game was St. Joe Christian versus Princeton. Uh, this is the third straight year St. Joe and Christian have played in the uh, Gilman City Tournament. The last two years, uh, there have been some really exciting games that have gone down to the wire. St. Joe Christian uh, defeating Princeton both uh, both years. Um, this was uh, not as close, even though the final score uh, may indicate that. Uh, St. Joe Christian got out to an early lead. It was 17-8 to after the first quarter. Uh, St. Joe Christian went on a 10-0 run in the first quarter, really, to extend the lead. Um, but uh, second quarter, uh, Princeton did make a little bit of a comeback, uh, did cut it 25-19 to um, at, the, at the half. Um, there were a lot of fouls, a lot of free throws, uh, especially uh, St. Joe Christian fouling Princeton. Uh, but Princeton just was not able to capitalize. Uh, went seven for seventeen uh, from the free throw line in the um, in the second quarter. In the uh, third quarter, uh, it was uh, twenty six to twenty two, uh, and Princeton had the ball. They were uh, had a shot inside to cut the lead to two, missed it. Uh, Chloe Burnham got the rebound, went coast to coast. Uh, she made it 28-22. Princeton came back down, missed again uh, Chloe Burnham, um, then came down and hit another three, made it 31-22. to 
and uh, so it looked like Saint Christian was going going to start, you know, extending the lead. They were up nine, but then Addie Hinky came in and she hit a couple of shots, cut it thirty one twenty six, and and with three minutes fifty three seconds left in the um, in the third quarter, Chloe Burnham picked up her fourth foul. So that was a pivotal moment in the game uh, with St. Joe Christian leading by five and Chloe Burnham, their top player, with four fouls. Um, at that point, um, J.C. Jorgensen, um, she had a big um, a big bucket on a rebound to put the uh, St. Joe Christian back up eight. Um, Hinky then um, was fouled on a bucket and hit a free throw to cut up within five. And then J.C. Jorgensen, had two big buckets to put um, uh, to uh, put the uh, Lions up four, uh, and then Chloe uh, had a Chloe Burnham. She hit a couple of free throws to extend it back to six. So third quarter actually was even between the two teams, uh, but it was a little back and forth. Uh, but it was a six point lead by the Lions. Uh, the um, fourth quarter, uh, Saint Joe Christian did a, was able to extend the lead out. To about a 10-point lead. I actually extended it out to 13 with about three minutes left. Uh, the key player in the fourth quarter was Ella Bowman. She had some big shots, some big rebounds, um, and she really kind of put the team on her back in the fourth quarter, uh, scored eight points in the fourth quarter. And she ended up fouling out, but by that time, St. Joe Christian was up uh, by by double digits. Uh Princeton did score some points down the stretch, but by that time the game was already much decided. They did cut it to uh, four on a last-second three-pointer by Addie Hinky, and the final was fifty-seven to fifty-three. Uh, Saint Joe Christian was led in scoring by Chloe Burnham with twenty-two and Ella Bowman with eighteen. Uh, Danica Wattenberger and J.C. Jorgensen both had seven, and Maddie Blevins had three for Princeton. Addie Hinkie, uh, like many games, she led uh, the Princeton Tigers in scoring with 31. Grace Kelly had a really good game, too. Uh, she had 15. Uh, Claire Buckler had three for the Tigers. Uh, Randa Shahan had two. Mackenzie Duncan and Gracie Allnut both had one for the Tigers. So uh, St. Joe Christian knocked off Princeton 57-53. to 53. I caught up with uh, Coach Aaron Patrick of St. Joe Christian after the game to talk about the win. I have Coach Aaron Patrick here of St. Joe Christian. Uh, they just won the Gilman City Tournament over Princeton. Uh, Coach, uh, just tell me how you're feeling after the game. Well, we're excited to come back in here and get a back-to-back championship against a good team, well-coached team, a tough team. Uh, but, you know, it was good to get out, come out, and, uh, get a little sluggish in the second quarter, and then pick it up in the second half, I think, was the difference in the game, especially on offense, you know. Defensively, it was a little touch and go there with the fouls, and then we put them on the line too much. But we overcame that by executing our offense and getting the ball inside to Ella Bowman. Uh, you mentioned Ella. Ella had a big game. She had 18 points. Uh, I think she had double-digit rebounds today. Just talk about her play. Well, you know, that offense is kind of designed for our guards to come off a double pick and drive and look for her. But here, they let us... And put the entry into the post about every time down the court. And she did a good job of creating a good angle for the girls. And the girls uh, passed at good angles that made it easy for her just to power dribble and put it right in. So it was a difference in the game because we were a little sluggish on offense there in the second corner at the beginning of the third. 
So there was a kind of a key point in the game. I know you got out to a good sized lead, uh, about a ten point lead, early on. But uh, in the um, in the third quarter, they were up. Um, or we you were up 20, 26 to twenty two. They had the ball and they missed. And then uh, Chloe had a coast to coast. And then and then Ella had a rebound. And then Chloe hit a three. And what could have been a two point game extended out to a nine point game. Yeah. It seemed like you had a couple of times where they were getting closer, but you were able to extend the lead. Talk about the resilience of your team. Well, you know we've played. Jeremy, we played this year, you know, half our season without our full team. Mm-hmm. What is our full team even now? Yeah. And so we've had some continuity here lately that's helped. Uh, you know, defensively, we've had, we'd like to see a better effort, but like I said, I thought it was good. You know, at times it was a little touch and go with the fouls, which I respect that. Uh, so we had to be resilient through that, giving them 24 points from the line. So just had to execute on offense. I think I thought our defense was good. Could have been better. But if you're, you know, you're going to be sent into the line, you're going to have to score at the other end. And I think executing and, and hard work that we have put in to get the ball into the post, we do a drill every day to try to get our ball into our post players has paid off for us. So you uh, you now have won two tournaments this year, but yes. you you have uh, you have more goals ahead of your season. So sure. how can you build off of this uh, to continue for the rest of the season? Well, we're getting continuity finally, Jeremy, and that's helping us on our rotation. Given you know girls off the bench, Maddie Blevins and Taylor Palmer, some experience that, that we need, and they've helped us in this tournament. Um, you know we got to practice hard because Monday, Tuesday would be a big game to try to get into a. Uh, second or third place game in our in our conference against a good team, and we you know we only play us one small school the rest of the year, so we just want to build one game at a time, uh, you know, try to work out some of the bugs that we didn't have in this tournament. But I like where, the, where we're heading, uh, especially you know, on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Well, congratulations on the win, and thank you for taking time to talk to me. You're welcome, Jeremy. Thank, thank you for your work. God. In the boys' game, it was Pattonsburg versus Gilman City. Uh, Pattonsburg got out to a 17-13 lead after one. Uh, they extended that to 35-28 um, at the half. Uh, during the um, uh, second quarter, Pattonsburg ex- actually extended it to 32-20, to uh, so a 12-point lead. But then Gilman City made uh, a little run, an 8-0 run, to cut it to 28, uh, 32-28. They actually had the ball with about a minute left to a chance to cut into that lead a little bit more. Uh, but they turned it over, and then Gage Iddings had a three-pointer with 10 seconds left to extend the lead out to 35-28 at halftime. Uh, so when we went to the third quarter, uh, it looked like uh, Pattonsburg was going to start uh, pulling away a little bit more. They um, they made the lead 41-30, to uh, but every time that Pattonsburg started to pull away a little, uh, it seemed like Gilman City would hit shots, especially uh, Brody Langford. He was huge. Uh, he was huge in the game and especially huge in that third quarter. Uh, I believe in the third quarter he had 19 points total, uh, and he was he just came up big, uh, you know, at basically shot after shot after shot. Um, Pattonsburg did get out to a 47 to 40 lead. Langford hit a three. Then um, Iddings uh, hit another shot to make it 49-43. With 30 seconds left, Langford hit a, uh, a drive in the lane, and then he had a putback with 15 seconds left 
Pattinsburg had a turnover and Langford hit a layup at the buzzer and the game was tied at 49 with a 6-0 run in the last 30 seconds by Brody Langford. Uh, so he was just big, as I said, 19 points in the third quarter alone for uh, the Gilman City Hawks. Um, and they started the fourth quarter. Langford extended his run 7-0 with a free throw. But immediately, Gage Innings came on the on the other side uh, with a bucket, and he was fouled. He hit the free throw to put the uh, Pattonsburg Panthers up 52-50. Uh, and then um, the the Panthers basically just rolled from there. Innings with a steal and a layup with 5.50 left. Uh, Woodward had a couple of key buckets in there. Innings with another couple of buckets. Speary uh, had some buckets and, and some free throws. Coyne uh, had a couple of free throws in there in the fourth quarter. And Pattonsburg just absolutely controlled the fourth quarter. And they pulled away with a 71-55 to win, a 16-point win after being tied at the end of the third quarter. For Pattonsburg, uh, they were led by Gage Eddings with 26 points. Uh, Landon Woodward and Dalton Sperry both had 16 points, and all three of them were, were big, especially down the stretch. Gage Eddings, especially in that fourth quarter, uh, he had a total of 12 points in the fourth quarter and, and just was, was big, uh, pull it, helping them pull away uh, in that fourth quarter. Uh, Sam Coyne had eight points in the game, and Mason Weller had five. Uh, for uh, Gilman City, you know, I, I mentioned uh, Brody Langfit. He had 37 for the game. Uh, Caden Locker was nine. Um, Peyton Taggart, excuse me, Spike Burke was seven, and Peyton Taggart with two. I uh, caught up with uh, Coach Putoff from um, Pattonsburg after the game to talk about the tournament win. I have Coach Bill Putoff here. Uh, Pattonsburg just won the Gilman City tournament today. Uh, Coach, um, it was a tight game at the end of the third quarter. They made a run uh, after you had a lead, um, but then you were able to uh, extend the pull back ahead and then extend the lead in the fourth quarter. What did you say to your boys at the end of the third quarter? We, what we really did was just switch defenses. Um, Gilman boys are we play football together, co-op together. They're at all of our dances. We're at all their dances. We're like brothers, and then everybody knows each other and likes each other, and we get along as well. I said we just got to win the fourth quarter. Um, we've been winning third quarters, and we lost it tonight. But then we kind of came out and switched defenses. And Birdie Langford's great, and they went out and boxing one on him, and kind of switched momentum for us. So. Yeah, I, I, was, I noticed that coming into this game, you know, uh, St. Joe Christian game the other day, you won the third quarter. I've, I've noticed that in some of the other games this season, you've been really strong in the third quarter. Um, what was kind of the difference today in, in the third quarter versus what you've been doing? You know, usually you've been strong coming out of the out of the locker room in the third quarter. What was the difference tonight? They, they made some adjustments, made a lot of good shots, and Tony Gregg did a good job of moving some things around, and, and they made some shots, and we just kind of got um, – Sam Coyne got a little bit of foul trouble. Um, he's one of our senior leaders and a good offensive guy and good defensive guy, and and they got a little foul trouble and we had to adjust again, <laughs> and that's just what we do. But they they made a lot of good adjustments, and then we had to adjust again in the fourth quarter. Um, Gage come up came up big in the fourth quarter. Uh, Landon came up big in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dalton came up big. I mean, it, you don't have any any short shortage of weapons. It seems like every one of them, uh, night after night, you have one. You know, not just one player that comes up big. Uh, you know, Sam has has come up big. So has Mason. Um, just talk about having all those weapons and what it means to you. Them five guys. I mean, we talk team all the time and not individual. And I don't know 
there, I know there's probably some people out there, but nobody we've kind of seen yet that have five guys that just kind of play. I know they play all four quarters and they're tired at the end of the night. But we have a lot of conditioning stuff and trying to get in shape. But in five play together really well for the most part of the season. We've had a little hiccup or two, but for the most part they play well together. They like playing together. Uh, they like each other. So um, that's a lot of it. just a little teamwork. It's, there's no individual right there. So, so you have um, about three weeks. You still have some tough games left. You're, you have Maysville left on your schedule uh, coming up. You have Princeton. You're going to have the crossover game. You've got some tough games coming up starting with Stanberry on Tuesday. Talk about how, uh, how a win like this and an environment like this uh, in front of a Gilman City's home crowd and a, 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 you know, the, is a loud gym tonight. Talk about you know, environment, playing an environment like this, how it will help you uh, for the rest of the season. We've been setting our goals all season uh, to, to get in championship games so we get kind of used to try to talk, you know, districts is tough. And we've got a lot of people, there's a lot of parity. Um, you know, getting used to the, the environment here. I mean, Gillen City brings a great crowd. It was loud. It was loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, thir- uh, Thursday night as well. Um, and it just helps us. It works on our communication, running different defenses, offenses, different things. Um, you can't simulate in practice. Um, and it was good for us. Well, congratulations tonight on the uh, tournament victory uh, and hope it uh, springboards you to a successful rest of the season into districts. All right. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. And the fifth uh, GRC team to win a tournament this week, I was not at this game, uh, but uh, Clifton Grooms was at this game, and so uh, I do have some post-game from him. But uh, Gallatin knocked off Lafayette County and Higginsville, 80-59. to uh, La- Higgins, or excuse me, Gallatin got out to a uh, 21-10 lead after the first quarter, 45-22 to uh, at halftime, eventually got out to a 30-point lead at, at one point in this game, went on to win, as I said, 80-59 to uh, in the game. Uh, the uh, Gallatin Bulldogs were led by 28 points from Isaac Bird and 27 points from Peyton Fiden, so a total of 55 points just from the two big stars. Uh, both of them had big uh, both of them had big games. Uh, Dirk Stout had 11, uh, seven points from Boston Bell, three points from Brett Henry, two points from Leighton Schubert and Jack Donovan each. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Clifton Grooms was at the game, uh, and Clifton uh, was gracious enough to uh, get interviews from both uh, both uh, coach and, uh, and two of the players, Isaac Bird uh, and uh, Peyton Fiden. So here is the uh, interview from Coach Solinger uh, and also interviews from Isaac Bird and Peyton Fiden. Thanks to Clifton Grooms of the Cliff Notes podcast for the audio. Coach, um, huge win for this team. Uh, Lafayette County, a very, very good basketball team. Um, throughout the years, um, started off fast and um, controlled the game from whistle to whistle. Coach, just give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, just uh, super proud of, of our guys. Uh, you know, Lafayette County has got us twice in the in the last two years in the championship game, and so our kids were very motivated to come out and play well, and I think we played uh, with a lot of energy and a lot of discipline offensively, and uh, we're executing our stuff, and we did just did an overall great job of bringing a ton of energy. 
Where do you think were um, was the factor, or maybe several factors, in you guys um, jumping off to that fast start that you guys did? I just think you know, like like I said, first first part is it seemed like maybe we were more the aggressor. Um, it seemed like uh, we were doing a great job finding guys in transition. They're a great team that likes to get it out in transition, and so getting back in transition was our huge thing for us, but which enabled us to get out in transition. So some easy baskets were also really nice to start the game. Isaac Bird, I mean, a tremendous game, a tremendous tournament for him. Peyton find it as Peyton Fiden as well. I mean, you know, just talk about um, those two seniors and just what they mean to this program. Yeah, you know, they, they've been around. They've played a lot of basketball here uh, for us, and uh, they're, they're not only tremendous athletes, but they're tremendous kids. Um, and, uh, you know, the leadership they bring on the floor for us is, is, is invaluable, and uh, I'm just very proud of those two along with the other guys. Well, Coach, uh, just to, uh, those two guys, there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of basketball on this team, 16-2 and two on the season. This is a team that um, is very capable of making a deep playoff run, made a run to the sectionals last year. Just talk about where you feel like this team's at after this victory today. Well, after this one, I hope it springs us. Uh, we were coming off the Lawson tournament. We, we found that we there were some glaring issues with us, and we were able to get in the gym and work on those issues. And I saw that pay off tonight. Um, with execution uh, offensively and defensively. But, you know, hopefully this we springboard off this and continue to uh, climb the hill and getting get better and better as the season carries on. Coach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on the huge win and look forward to seeing you guys down the line. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the Clip Dose Podcast here. Can our coverage from the Hamilton Invitational where the Gallatin boys just defeated Lafayette County 80 to 59 was the final score. We are here with seniors Isaac Burton, Peyton Fighten. Um, gentlemen, I just want to get your thoughts. Um, controlled the game from whistle to whistle. Um, played a great basketball team in Lafayette County. I know this has been one that you've been dying to get over the last couple of years. Just talk about the game. Yeah, it's uh, been our third consecutive year playing them in the championship. So we, we thought we had to get one. And we thought now is the time. And we... we put it to them so from the get-go so uh, we just knew if we'd be able to control the floor like control the tempo getting up and down we'd be able to win the game get them tired yeah you guys have had both of you guys have had a heck of a tournament just uh, talk about you know just what you've been seeing out there on the floor all week uh just playing basketball just listening to my coach and listening to my teammates and playing together and playing as a team and trying to flip the switch over from the, the loss of tournament because we had some struggles down there so yeah, along with Isaac said, it doesn't happen without all of us, without our coaches and their good game plans, without our coaches, with our teammates doing the things that they need to do. Well, this team is 16-2 now. Um, you know, this is a team that made a sectional run last season, a lot of players back. Um, talk about both of you. Just talk about um, where you guys feel like this team's at. Isaac, I'll start with you. Um, we're, we're, we're definitely climbing in the right direction. This was a good win to keep it going in the right direction, but uh, we got a long ways to go. and. We just got to keep grinding it out day by day, so taking it one day at a time. Yeah, along with what Isaac said, there's always room for improvement. We need to get better in some things, but I feel like we're definitely on the uphill climb. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on the big win. Isaac, congratulations on being the um, tournament player um, MVP. Um, look forward to seeing you guys down the line. Um, good luck to you guys the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Good thank seeing you. I want to congratulate King City Girls, Maysville Boys, St. Joe Christian Girls, Pattonsburg boys and Gallatin boys, all of them for their tournament victories this week. Coming up next week will be the final conference games for all but Putnam County and Trenton. So we will know almost all of the uh, crossover matchups for the GRC Showcase. There will only be a few of them left. 
I will be putting together the scenarios that are remaining. If you want to see the current scenarios, uh, you can go to the GRC blog at blog.grammarconference.com and you can see the current scenarios. But after Tuesday's games, I will have the final scenarios of based on whether Putnam County wins or Trenton wins on both the boys and girls side and what the final matchups will be, uh, recognizing these are still unofficial and the official ones will come from the conference office. Um, I want to thank uh, everyone who uh, helped me with the podcast tonight. I want to thank Clifton Grooms for getting me audio from the Gallatin Tournament, uh, Coach uh, Solinger, uh, Peyton Fiden, and Isaac Bird for uh Uh, taking the time to talk to Clifton there. I want to thank the coaches uh, from the other teams taking the time to talk to me, Ryan Anderson from King City, Chris McMillan from Maysville, Aaron Patrick from St. Joe Christian, and Bill Putoff from Pattonsburg. Thanks to everybody for uh, taking the time to talk to me uh, for uh, making this a uh, successful uh, podcast so you can enjoy um, uh, the championship recap this week. Uh, thank you, and I'll talk to you next time on the GRC Podcast. I have Coach Andrea Dabney here. Milan just won the Class 3 District 16 uh, championship, 55-40 over Hamilton. Uh, Coach, what does it mean to uh, win uh, back-to-back district championships? Um, it's a great feeling. Um, it's a credit to our kids. You know, they, We are not flashy. We do not have big point spreads. We have not done anything that has caught the attention of anyone else. We've kind of been flying under the radar, and uh, I'm just really proud of the way that they play, the way they play together, the toughness that they have. I mean, it's just credit to the kids, and they are enjoying every minute of it. I know that. You got out to a little bit of a lead at halftime, then they came back, uh, made a run at third. You you extended a little bit, then they cut it to five uh, at the end of the third quarter. What did you say to your kids uh, at the end of the quarter? To just make sure we don't settle for jump shots, you know. We kind of were shooting to shoot there a couple times in the third quarter, and we didn't need to, you know. there I, I kind of feel like we're one of the best teams at running time off the clock, mm-hmm. so if they're going to stay back in the zone, let's just be patient, make them make the mistakes. And so um, some kids kind of zoned in on that and did a pretty good job in the fourth quarter, and then we did. We ran a lot of time off the clock in the fourth quarter. So they actually started to pick up the pressure a little bit right, there right. at the start of the fourth, but your kids responded to it. Yeah. Uh, you uh, went on a little bit of a run. Uh, the big part was is you didn't allow any points on the defensive end. I think it was about three minutes left right. in the fourth before they even scored. You got out to a 15-point lead. Yep. What really keyed that? Um, I think that the fact that we kind of lulled them to sleep at the offensive end a little bit, which sometimes, like for us, I know that takes us away right. at the offensive end as well, and I think that did a little bit for them as well. But I felt like our post players did a great job of stepping up, and even though we can't out-jump their big kid, I thought Jared Gonzalez did a phenomenal job of coming up with him and making him get rid of the basketball. And then I felt like our guys kind of got their second win and did a good job of flaring out to shooters, you know, because they're good shooting basketball team. Yeah. They really can. They can put it up with pretty good And then I think key down the stretch is you hit your free throws. Oh, yeah. Six- and we didn't the other night. Yeah, 16 of 21 is what I have for free throw line. Uh, great job down the stretch. Really didn't give them an opportunity to come back. Right, right. And. You know, the other night we were um, going into the half. I know we were like 2 of 11 from the free throw line against Trenton the other night, so it was kind of a focus for us. But you don't want to harp on it too much because right. then kids start thinking about it. But they yeah. definitely stepped to the line with the purpose tonight. So you're going uh, to the sectionals. I know last year uh, you lost against Mid Buck. Uh, we won't know who win that, wins that game till tomorrow because they play tomorrow. Oh, they play tomorrow. Yeah, they, I, yeah they had a cancellation. So perfect. you have a chance to go scout them maybe. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> but, um, but it could be a repeat against them. It could be pious. But what, 
how do you prepare the kids, especially playing there last year, uh, to play again in the sectionals again? Well, it's a complete different schedule this time because now you don't have till Wednesday, yeah. you know, to get ready. Now we got to turn around and go there Monday. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough road, you know, for us to. We got to go like two and a half hours to Staley High School. Yeah. Right? So we got to practice tomorrow, and then we're practicing it on Sunday. And we're not going to change anything at this point. You know, I'm a big believer in you just do what you do, and yeah. that's what we're going to try to do. And you know, um, I think that I could tell a few times tonight just the experience of us being in this game helped us tremendously. And I'm hoping the experience of being in that game last year will help us take that next step. You know, so that we can maybe get another one. Yeah. Anything can happen postseason time. You never know. Right. Well, congratulations. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you again Monday night. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Thank you.